Warning. Content on this show may be offensive to gerbils, donkeys, and pregnant monkeys. You might need a permission slip from your parents to listen to this show. Welcome to The Perfect Ten. I am so happy to be here right now. Um, this is Michael Austin sitting next to me. And we, you sat next to me, actually to my left, mm -hmm. on an airplane, a year and some change. Mm -hmm. Well, it's been more than a year. It's been almost a year and a half, roughly. Like, they were just around yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And we've not seen each other in person right. in that long, but we became friends and have yeah. communicated. You got me a deal on my car. Yeah, <laughs> I did, did the best I could. <laughs> yeah, you did. You got me the Widow Jew Pussy deal. Oh, uh, that's, <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing until right now, it but is. That, that's awesome. I worked, WJD. Uh, yeah, well, I worked it three ways because mm -hmm. I had three different people. Initially, I, I'd never bought a car myself. I ended up leasing. I love my car. I got awesome. A Chevy Volt, which I'm obsessed with it. I've put in it one tank. It looks good. Tank. Great in the garage. I don't Isn't know it cute? Yeah, I so put cute. in. I've always had big gas guzzling cars because mm -hmm. I, I. That that's a whole nother issue. But <laughs> you're I from put, Texas. We get it. Well, no. I mean, Rafi couldn't fit in a small car, so we just had big cars. So this is the first time in my life that I've ever. I mean, I have, I bought a couple of cars in college or whatever. There was mm -hmm. so the first time I ever actually went by myself, car shopping and. I love it. It's like totally me. It's small, but it has enough space for everything. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it on its first camping trip, uh -huh. and I think, and I can fit everything in it barely, but it's perfect because, um, like I said, I've only put one tank of gas in it, and I've got 3,000 miles. Wow. I'm obsessed with it. That's, that's incredible. It's incredible. Um, it's red and hot. It's red It's red. It says chase me if you can. It's, <laughs> well, you know, for a... Uh, car that still has to be you know somewhat practical i went with red and mm -hmm. and you helped me negotiate a better deal because i was able to yeah you kind of went off. in with a little bit of ammunition which a lot of people don't get so they just assume that they're going to get the sandpaper screwing well i had three so what i did i went to the dealership first and i literally broke down crying in the dealership <laughs> because i had a panic attack oh wow. because i was like I've, i i'd sold um, four car, I had to get rid of four car, like the car drama was like, all the drama in my life was so crazy and like I've never bought a car and I was so stressed and the dealership guy felt so bad and he was such a sweetheart, he's like I'm going to make you a good deal and I ended up, then I got your guy involved and he was undercutting the dealership here and then this other dude that has like an independent thing, mm -hmm. so they were all playing off each other and they were chasing me, so that's where the pussy comes into play because oh, they're yeah. chasing me like pussy. Yeah. And I was acting very Jewy in that I was like, <laughs> I, I'm working these numbers down. And the widow part, because I'm so vulnerable at this oh, point in absolutely. my life. Yeah. And I got like, so thank you. You You're got welcome. me a, a good deal on my, <laughs> and I've, I've never leased a car before either. So I like the fact that there's not a lot of commitment there. So, but it's interesting, like you meet somebody randomly on an airplane in your life and then it like spins your life in a weird direction mm -hmm. somehow, somewhere. It's just like the, how we touch other people in our lives. Right. And I mean, we've just kept in touch via social media and occasionally texting. Yeah, it's kind of, it's one of those things like we talked about earlier, usually when you get on a plane, you don't want to talk to somebody or you'll have the annoying person that, that 
talks about things. Like I had an annoying lady behind me last night that was talking to a girl about all her travels and all this stuff. And, and she really like, oh, I went to Italy a bunch of times and you just, you do this. And that's really all there is. And I'm like, I lived in Italy for three and a half years. There is tons of shit to do in Italy. You need to experience Italy. And she's like, where would you go? Well, I only go to this place because this is the only place that's worth going. You read that in a travel brochure. So you're like, you probably never to this been. woman's conversation. Yeah, you and I want to like... stand up and go, shut the fuck up. Let me tell you what you need to do, you know, or you don't need to do anything. Start here and here. That's you know? mostly the case on airplanes. You're right. just like, somebody's just like, oh, yeah. this, and you just want to pull your hoodie. But what you were sitting with your friend, and you guys were trying to maximize your row. Right. And that, But this flight was sold out. I always pray for a small female passenger to sit, in to sit in the middle because I've had it go the other way where I, like I had a guy uh, sometimes I'll sit in the front of the bulkhead some people don't like to do that but I, I get comfort that this guy was so big that when he, he sat back his whole left shoulder and stuff was on me and I'm like going bro he goes I'm really exhausted man and I go but I ain't a pillow and he's like, is there any way you can? And so I turned it sideways in the oh. seat to accommodate this guy. It was the short flight. We were, I, I think, in Phoenix to, to uh, I was flying into Orange County. So it's, you know, thir in which I found out, you're going to love this. So I found out that there, and I don't know if you guys knew this, but there's a, a, a curfew on planes landing at the Orange County Airport because of a noise ordinance that they it's have. It's Orange County. I yeah, guess. exactly. So you have to be in at a certain time. Well, the pilot says, yeah, we we might have to divert to Ontario unless I get a tailwind. And I found out that those planes actually go a shitload faster than they tell you they do because we got from, Los, or from Phoenix to Orange County, which is usually a 50-minute flight, in 24 minutes, no wheels way. up to wheels down. So I'm like, how fast was he going? And he kept the seatbelt thing, and he didn't let the, the flight attendant stand up. So I think it was a safety thing, but he was hauling ass in that jet. It was He was getting there because he didn't want to get the violation. He wanted to go and, home. Yeah, he wanted to go home. So I, I That makes me think of my, my definition of success and dream in life. Like, I want to be able to be successful enough to where I can fly private. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Like, Because I believe that, that, okay, you can define success in two ways. One... If you can masturbate any time you want. I got that one down. Right. <laughs> but you're not truly successful if you can't do that. in Because a lot of people can masturbate any time they want. Prisoners can do that, right? I do it at church. Right. You can do it. I'm pretty much, I'm there on the masturbation too. I can pretty much get down whenever I need to. But combine that with the ability to fly private anytime you want and you are truly successful. Right? Now if you can masturbate and the combination, right? Think about that. So if you had your own jet, you could get between Phoenix and Orange County in yeah. 20 minutes. I'm sure you burned you through a lot of fuel. But yeah, because yeah, you're flying private, and you could, and that's enough time to masturbate. <laughs> well, here's the age-old question: do, do you qualify in the Mile High Club if you masturbate on a plane? I don't know. You yeah. have to have sex. Yeah, yeah. Any sexual experience qualifies. As mile high? As mile high. Wow. Oh, well, yeah. I'm in because I Cause jerked the off under <laughs> American Airlines blanket. The caveat, you because, jerked off at where in the bathroom? No, in a seat. In your seat? Yeah. Is there anybody sitting around on. you? What? <laughs> so wait, was someone sitting around? Do you just kind of like rub it out without somebody noticing or are you just... My cousin. Tom and Mike. <laughs> it was my cousin. Sorry. I didn't want to say it too loud. Your, your cousin? Was sitting next to me. Was sitting next to you? She's got fake tits. I wasn't looking at him, but it's not a big deal. 
Just one of them touched your arm, and that just it might have. It might have. It might have. I, 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 I Incidentally, spark the Woody. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that masturbation counts as a mile high club. That just seems too easy. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. You know. You gotta have. Even there, if there'd it's be with an the asterisk license. by that on the on the record books. You, right. That wouldn't be a clean record, like yeah. a home run record. There's an right. asterisk by that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nobody else was involved. There's no no real danger. You know. It's hilarious. I think they yeah, intentionally but, made the bathroom smaller on airplanes to avoid that. I to really avoid the masturbation. Yeah. Or to avoid well, no, people to avoid from, the sex. Yeah. That, yeah. They're not that small. People. <laughs> I'm, I'm 6'1", 250 pounds. Right. It's tiny. Yeah, yeah, you'd have a hard time getting in there. It's That's funny, though. The international flights have the bigger bathrooms. Oh, yeah. And, then, and, and then, they have the galleys downstairs. Yeah, and you can get Flight away. attendants that's very, very nice. That's where people can get away with it, I right. think. Yeah, so, but but just fly private, and then it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. True. And you can do whatever you want, because it's you. Very true. You so, can fall asleep or talk to yourself. Right. <laughs> you, you can choose. It's your flight. That's right. What about if you come in space? What is that called? What do you that's, mean if you, that's miles high. That's, that's miles, yeah, that's called, yeah. Uh, that's called a stellar expansion. And then, and then you have to that's take a, that vacuum and clean up the air. Right. <laughs> now you know that they've had to test that. Oh, that that was on some yeah. astronauts' checklist absolutely. to do. Wait, hold on, we can't, we can't have a human space. do this. This could go wrong. We need you to jerk off a dog. Oh, what was yeah. that, Houston? Yeah, we need you to jerk off the dog. You gotta know how coming Houston, works. Houston, we here. definitely have a problem. I'll jerk my own It's an experiment that we've uh, ordered for. Uh, people yeah. wonder how aliens came to be. Yeah. 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 No, what about the dog, though? Oh, hey, yeah. man, skip. You going to space? Yeah, I know, man. I'm going to space. You get up there. You going to do what? Yeah. <laughs> Sign up for this bug shit. Bullshit. They told me I was getting some biscuits and I was going to be floating around, <laughs> being like Mr. The canine, you say this oh, astronaut man. was gonna be busting the nut. Uh. I mean, if you're gonna be traveling though, like from Earth to Mars, there you have to, and you're stuck in this, there's nothing else to do but masturbate. So I'm sure they had to, to, to test out. Yeah, they put on their swimming goggles and jerked off so they didn't go blind. Yeah, right? They, now they, they do have that, that flight thing that you can experience zero gravity. I wonder if anybody's tried to have sex on that. I don't know because I think you're vomiting the oh, whole I'm time. Sure. That, We're but humans. why not? <laughs> We're humans. We we try to have sex with everything. Right. Well, everything. The skydivers have done it. I mean, you know, that yeah. kind of that well, that happened pretty quick. Well, that's eagle sex. Oh. Yeah, there's gotta be there's gotta be somebody eagle that's set, tried yeah. that on that zero gravity flight system. That's that would be intriguing to find out if somebody actually accomplished that. I'm, I'm sure. I'm intrigued. I'm sure. <laughs> Oh my God! Well, you have nothing to get leverage on, so uh, it's a hundred percent your package up there because you're floating. Oh, it'd be arm movements. It'd have to be all. It's this. all arms. You could seriously hurt yeah. yourself. Yeah. Or yeah. if you have a small dick, you could just put it in a blueberry. <laughs> Come in that. Or blackberry, which is where your mother grows on. On the farm. On the yeah. farm. Yeah. So, so you're a country boy, and we, I didn't even properly introduce you because. Um, we we have your video your audition piece from which is like amazing so you're on the voice mm -hmm. and uh, you're so talented well thank you yeah you're super talented like country western you've been recording an album you said you've been going to nashville my been, least favorite yeah. city in the country by the way least favorite least favorite I, I, uh, because of experience just or just because of yeah. all the shit i would have been put through in nashville i can imagine Ugh. Mm. yeah i have to go back there and for one more shit Day. I've got to go back a bunch, so. Oh, 
Maybe he'll He's be got to finger bang some fiddle players. Yeah. Oh, so you're recording your album there? Recording my album there. Uh, it's, it's such good music. This yeah, music is great. They they uh, they say that if you're going to make a country record, you have to make it in Nashville. And, and I believe it because I've seen a lot of really super talented guys, even guys that have been in the business and gals that have been in the business go, I'm just going to do it in L.A. and see what happens. And... Yeah, it's not no the same. traction, yeah. Because Nashville swears that, that the machines in Nashville are different than the machines in LA. Uh, well, there's just that wealth of musicians. Right. Can was his mic scrape him? Because it's right on his neck and against his chain. Oh. I just want to make sure that we're getting good audio. It's yeah, okay. No, All right, good, good, good. Yeah, I know there's so many talented musicians mm -hmm. there. It really is amazing. Yeah, you can't it's have music a bad city. night. Yeah, it's a totally music city. Any, anything from blues to rock. Like, I went and saw friends of mine in Sons of Apollo. Uh, and uh, Billy Sheehan and, and Mike Portnoy, and to to see a, a heavy metal rock band in Nashville is just something that's you know kind of unheard of that you wouldn't think that it'd be there. But Billy lives in right there in Nashville. Right. Yeah. No. It's 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 there's a lot of good parts of Nashville. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just. I just burned out on the whole oh, thing. Yeah. I just had too many people be awful to me there. Yeah, which yeah. is kind of odd because it's supposed to be Southern hospitality. Yeah, you know what? Here's the thing. So um, there's different kind of assholes everywhere you go in the country. Right. The assholes in Nashville will fuck you and then go to church and be like, bless your heart. Oh, yeah. But the assholes here, they're like... You, they're way more like, you know you're an asshole, you're honest about it, you're not hiding behind anything right. else, you're just going to be an asshole. I respect that a lot more mm -hmm. than uh, than the bless your heart kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know, that's just the way I feel. I respect assholes way more than the trolls, you know, because trolls are assholes that hide behind their little computer screens and they do all that kind of stuff. Oh, you mean online, yeah, writing online nasty yeah. stuff. I'd rather have somebody call me an asshole to my face and give me a reason. Because a lot of people go, oh, you're an asshole. And you go, well, why do you think I'm an asshole? They have no answer. No answer. They just sit there with their mouth hanging open like, I you can't believe online? you asked me. No, in person. In person? Yeah. If, if somebody says, oh, you're an asshole, why am I an asshole? Oh. And they go, oh, uh, I have no idea. Oh, that's what I heard. Oh. You heard I was an asshole, so you say I'm an asshole. You're such a sweetheart. And this video is so cool. I want, I want everyone <laughs> to see how talented you are. So cool. This could be the worst video ever, though, but... What I'm do you mean? Saying. Oh, it's just, it's, it's funny. I don't think it was uh, a brilliant performance. Were you so nervous? I wasn't nervous. Uh, I just didn't have uh, monitors during the entire thing, so I couldn't hear myself. So I was literally listening to my head voice to try and get through the audition. But this thing like changed your life so much. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, one thing in your life can change everything. Mm. Right. I've met before. I've met a couple people on airplanes. When I was in college, I was flying um, from one location. I don't even remember from where to where. And I met somebody, and he was on his way to Africa. Mm -hmm. And I gave him. He told me that when you he was bringing jeans he was going to be in Africa for a year and um, he he was going to um, bring jeans that you could trade and help people mm -hmm. and so we, when we got down to baggage claim I pulled out a pair of my favorite jeans because I only had my favorite jeans wow. and I said these are my favorite and I could never replace them they were the best jeans ever and I said take these to Africa and see what you can get for them. And a few months later, I got a white little white rhinoceros in the mail and a necklace. And he and I were pen pals for like a couple of years. This is yeah. like before Facebook and stuff. And then eventually we lost touch, but it's, it was kind of cool. It's amazing what one small act of kindness, had the ripple effect that that actually has. 
And I, I've been taught that my whole life. And it's, it's one of those things where you choose whether to face the window on an airplane and go to sleep or uh, engage. So, and and I, I believe in signs. That makes me kind of a, a, a strange cat in some people's eyes. But uh, there was a reason that we engaged in the conversation that we did. And yeah, well, people are put yeah. in your life at certain times, and, and then definitely, yeah, I can see that. That yeah, I mean, actually, on another flight back from Nashville, when I on a different, I, try, I think I met you on my second attempt to mediate um, at the end of my marriage, which mm. both times were absolute disaster, expensive disaster. But the first time when I left Nashville, I ended up sitting next to a guy that was flying to Florida. And um, he and I are still friends too. And he had gone through a horrible divorce with his wife, who also mm. was struggling with addiction. And um, we have his story. She she passed away, and he's and I have talked over the last couple of years at different beats during my life mm -hmm. that follow his beats. And it was like he was set next to me to kind of help guide me through some of the really yeah. really tough times. It, you're right. I believe that. Mm -hmm. I've sat next to Caitlyn Jenner on a plane, and it wasn't too crazy, except she, she told me she was going to donate her penis to Lady <laughs> Gaga for her next uh, dress at the Grammys. <laughs> Lady yeah. Gaga was going to wear uh, her, yeah. her meat exactly. dress. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Got it. The Just, meat dress. The meat dress. The meat dress, yeah. Interesting. Tom. It'd be more play, of an accent play, piece, play, though. Yeah, I was going to say think. play Michaels. <laughs> play Michaels. <laughs> Here we go. So your monitors weren't working. My mo the monitors on the stage, because this is, when you do the blinds, they don't do the in-ear monitor systems. Um, so you just have the monitors that are inlaid into the stage, and somebody forgot to unmute those. So <gasps> I was so unfair. Yeah. My, the only good thing is, is the crowd stood up one line into it. Now, the great thing about edited TV is Adam actually turned about seven seconds into my performance. Oh, but they let it wait out. And they, they, yeah, they want to, to do the suspense and the, the anticipation. And it was just like, Adam had looked over at Blake once and then looked back over and then hit the button. Because I got to see the, the actual footage, how it went down. Oh, that's crazy. And there's my folks and... But at this moment in your life, you have a tumor growing inside of you. Yeah. Yeah, like, in my sinuses, yeah. And you have no idea. I have no idea. I am clueless at this this point. All I know is it, is it was a little, I had a little bit of trouble singing. I wasn't getting the tone um, that I really wanted. It was hard for me to transition from my head voice to my, my chest voice, which is just, you know, especially with this song. And, and, uh, Blake actually called me pitchy, and I and I had to agree. I was like, yeah, I had no monitors, and I was having that issue. But um, but did you feel something inside your? I didn't. I didn't. I felt congested. It was in in, yeah, in your just, nasal cavity. Yeah, straight straight back against the intracranial wall, right no, there. No, was it was it a tumor? Was it cancerous, or was it? Uh, it was what they, they precancerous. It had the the precancerous cursors. I call. I think they call them like precursor. Precursors. So the the cells were primed to be cancerous tissue and, and and this is another thing I believe in signs I being a performer and being on the show I wanted to do so well on the show going into the battle rounds that I just decided I'm going to go to my ENT specialist and just see what's going on and when he got in there this is a Wednesday um, and I'm due to go back to film in three weeks 
And on a Wednesday, uh, he called his colleague in. They both looked at it. He says, listen, we're going to get you down to CAT scan. And and I go, CAT scan? What what are you talking about? He goes, well, there's just some tissue that we don't like, the colorization and what's going on. And I'm like, go on. So we went in and and did this, uh, come back from CAT scan. He goes, well, this is what it is, and we're just not going to mess with it. We're going to get it out. He goes, I've scheduled you for surgery Friday morning. So Wednesday, diagnosis. Thursday, they pumped me up with uh, a bunch of steroids to do the, the shrinky thing to where it's all minimal and everything is, there's no swelling and all that. Pumped me up with the, the broad spectrum antibiotics before surgery. And literally at 7.30 in the morning, I'm on the surgical table. Meanwhile, the show producers and everybody are calling me trying to get a film crew out there to film it. I wasn't real happy about that. I hadn't even got You're to tell my... You're under contract, though. I'm under contract, and... Well, um, you didn't want that. This is a private experience. It was a private experience, and there but, was some line steppage where uh, I didn't even get to tell my mother. Um, I, I, yeah, somebody else told my mom, so... I, I immediately get the call from her, and she's just sobbing. Were you not going to tell her? You just—I was going to tell her. You just didn't have a chance. I didn't have a chance. <gasps> it, I went, called it, her. it went public before you had a chance to yeah. tell your own mom. Yeah. Oh. So it was—you uh, know—it it went from being—you know—something that, that manageable emotionally to something that was just out of control. And uh, my parents were all my my. Uh, I said, "Don't fly out," which was, I think, the hardest thing that that they ever did is they didn't fly out. I said, "Listen." This is a path that it's going. If something happens, and, and, it, and the crazy thing is if somebody died with the same surgery that I had that morning. Same surgery. They bled out. Well, I mean, you're like right next to your brain yeah, here. Yeah, that, that tissue on that inner inner wall is so volatile, and, and it's just it's crazy. But they, they, they had uh, ruptured and, and bled out <sighs> literally in the room that I was in in recovery. So, so you're glad your surgery was scheduled in the afternoon. Oh, man, I was like, oh. <laughs> this is just, it's one of those things. And everything goes through your head and something like that. So, Did you know going into surgery about the dude that didn't make no, it in the morning? No. You only heard about uh, no, that after? My sister told me after. And she heard about it while, she, while she, you while were, she were out there. There was a family that was just devastated. And uh, I, I can't remember who had discussed with a family member what surgery, but it was the same surgery that I had. They were removing tissue off the intracranial wall. Oh. I was just like, <laughs> it, it's just one of those things, you know. Yeah. I I was meant to be here. I've had a couple of circumstances in my life where, uh, overwhelmingly, the decision was you, you need to be here. So I can choose to to be a dick and go off and do stupid stuff like I'm, you know, an 18 year old idiot, or I can be a man and and show acts of kindness and and try to be helpful as best I can. I choose that way, you know. It's just it's one of those things. Because I think that karma in itself would dictate that, you know, that that any of those things could have killed me. So, choose to be a better person. Do you choose to be a dick, Tom, in your limited? No, I mean, you... No, I'm just just fucking around. That's uh, that's amazing you survived it, you know, and... did you ever come back to the show and get to perform? Yeah, what what it was is I was on the first show where they, they took a break from the filming of the blinds to the battle rounds. Uh, we were off for a couple of months. Oh, they, they broke anyways. Yeah, they broke. and oh. But I didn't get diagnosed until three weeks prior to me uh, going back and filming. Oh, so it was really close it to... It was really close. to, And I bled a lot on set. And then that's when... 
I pretty much found out that no matter how well I did in the battle round, I was going to be going home. Because of the bleeding. Yeah, it was just, it was bad. It, it, it was, the whole thing was just bad. But uh, once again, it just. That must have been really scary. It was the blood was, just coming out of. Oh, it, it, the incident that I had on, the, on an aircraft, um, because I actually had shows, I was still performing. And I had to fly to Vegas, and they, oh. they chose that they were going to fly me out of, out of Burbank, and they sent a PA with me. And uh, For the, the plane, show. The show was... No, this is just... Yeah, well, yeah, because you, you have to be watched the entire time because they don't want information leaking out about the show. And I totally respect that. Um, they, they have that, that secrecy because we're actually filming stuff that people aren't going to see for five or six months. You know, they're not going to air the show till May, and this is happening in January. So they want to make sure you're not talking about it and, and other people doing stuff. Well, they didn't pressurize the cabin properly uh, oh. on the up, and it split the sutures. Oh. So I immediately have blood just oh, rushing out of my face. And the look on the flight, because I immediately go to shoot into the back bathroom. I sat in the back of the plane because I, I wanted to be by the bathroom just in case. And I shot in, and I had like handful of blood. And she looked at me with the most horrified look on her face. She's like, "Do we need to land the plane?" I go, "No, I'll be okay." I for 45 minutes, I sat in the bathroom. Of course, nobody else could use it, but sat in the bathroom with with tissue just pressed up against there. And it, I was like, "Man, I started to get lightheaded." I go, "I don't know. I, I this need is to. your mile high opportunity." Yeah, I, <laughs> shit. Do I bleed out or do I do I jerk the gherkin? I, I, at this point, I just oh, don't know. Shit. So you know, a decisions, decisions. But um, yeah, when we landed, I ended up going to a, a, a care, and, and they stitched me back up, and it was crazy. But uh, I, I think that going into that, it, it just. It wasn't my path. That that wasn't my path. To be on The Voice. To be on The Voice. To well, go any further than I did. I mean, that's such I a made a lot of great friends. I was going to say, and I bet you the fan base that came out of that, I mean, people were yeah. very into making sure you were okay. I'm oh, sure. Yeah. The, Absolutely. What's, Absolutely. Yeah, the sympathy ass. Was it good? The sympathy you ass. You know, I, I can't remember. <laughs> uh, it's It's been brought up a couple of times, I'll tell you. The, the big one was when I had the heart attack. That's right. I, I think I met you right after I had my heart attack. I know that you'd had a heart attack. Yeah. I don't know the, um, the timing on it. I think it was right after. I think that was my, actually my first flight that, uh, that I was on after I'd had it. So Lana broke your heart? Oh, no, no, no. He'd had the heart attack before I met him. Oh, right. before. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I missed the timing on Which that. Which is another weird thing. I literally stressed myself into having a heart attack. But you said that you were also, that's around the time you found sobriety too, right? Yes. Was it before yes. or after the heart attack? It was, I actually, after the heart attack, um, of course, you get the, the do's and don'ts and the doctor says, well, you can continue to, to drink alcohol, blah, blah, blah. But I realized that I had been drinking so much. And um, with the injuries that I've had in the past, I you know would would drink and and uh, do you know pain pills, which is never a good idea, regardless of anything. The that pain you're pills doing. are the result of injuries yeah. from well, like, from work uh, when I was a deputy sheriff. So I mean, it, when your body you injured in, yourself on the job. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you when you end up mixing those two together, you you lose the clarity. And but did, when you stopped drinking, did you also wean yourself off of pain pills? I did. So I, you're I, not I, on, cold turkey. What was your pain pill of choice out of curiosity? Uh, Norco. Oh, God. Yeah, Vicodin was, you know. The best. Woohoo! Yeah, <laughs> was and, uh, like, Vicodin was, 
the upset stomach thing, Norco, no, no bad. And it just, it really took the pain away and it put me in a relaxed state. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then you realize that, wow, I just got this bottle. Where's it at? And when you start losing that, you have to make that decision. Well, do you either want the clarity to be able to make decisions that are going to positively affect other people uh, and yourself, or are you just going to keep down this rabbit hole and you know lose yourself in the process? Wow. You know, and I felt that I'd lost myself. I felt that I'd. How uh, many years had you been engaging in that? Probably about three and a half, both. Oh, yeah, that's it, hard. How did you wean yourself off? I I told myself I woke up one morning and said I'm just not going to do it, just not going to do it. And it cold, a cold turkey. Is that the type of stuff yeah. though that you can? Wait, is that and so this is after your heart attack, or before? This okay, so because that can also influence your heart failure if you stop medication that you've been taking. That right. type. Am right. I am I on point with that? You're you're on point with that. Um, I. I suffered from uh, left ventricular hypertrophy, which is an enlargement of the ventricle. They call it athlete's heart. Was it as the result of the pills Just or What or happened was is I would train through things because I was, I was really lifting heavy back in, in, in those days, training really super hard, and I was ignoring my body. I was ignoring that I was in pain while I was training. So I would just pop a couple of Norco and train through it. Ooh. So what I was doing is I was overdoing it, causing the enlargement of that left ventricle. So that led to, hey, um, we're going to give you an anxiety attack and you're going to stress yourself out so much that we're going to let this ventricle just close on itself real quick just to give you a wake-up call. And that's what happened. 100% no blockage, totally clear, um, mild ischemia and made it through with flying colors. It was a wake-up call. You need to wake up because there are way too many things that, that need to happen. You need to, to quit acting a fool and do this. And I've seen lots of friends of mine that, that went down that road and just never recovered. You mean didn't, didn't take the wake-up call? Didn't take yeah. the wake-up call. Well, I, yeah. I've, I can attest to that. I mean, mm-hmm. I look, I mean, I, I watched how hard it was for my husband I mean he could not it was so hard it's hard for so when I meet somebody who was able to just stop and and make the corrective steps it it's not easy that's no. not easy to do at all it takes I found myself jerking off in a men's bathhouse uh-huh. in a hot sauna and I just came to like it's time bro it's time to stop or to continue yeah. jerking off more <laughs> stop jerking off in public really yeah. So you've stopped? Yeah. I got conned in by this gay guy. He said, jerking off in a sauna is the greatest feeling in the world. He just wanted me to, he just wanted me to go to this bathhouse. So did you used to go to a bathhouse just to jerk off? I fucked a smelly girl one night, and I called my friend who's gay, and I said, can I come take a shower? Got to get this puss off. He said, I'm out of town. Go to a um, 24-hour <laughs> fitness. Like, Don't come over to my house after. Yeah. I said, I can't join. Dirty. Dead. No. Yeah. He said, well, go get a hotel room. I said, I don't have enough money for that. He said, jump in the Pacific Ocean and wash your dick off. I said, it's too cold. <laughs> so he said, I got a monthly membership to this gay sauna in Culver City. You can go there and shower. I'm like, what? you're a classy gay guy. Why do you go to these dirty bathhouses? And he's like, jerking off in the sauna is the best thing ever. And I'm like, really? Because I need to take a shower and it's like, is anyone going to be there? Because I might pop in for a spank. 
He's like, yeah, no one's there. It's, it was like Friday night at 12. He said, no one's there. That's the busiest time ever at a men's sauna. Because everyone's like drunk from the bars and they come in and I'm in there just trying to get a nut off. And it's actually impossible. To jerk off? It's really hard to do. Yeah. Why? You like, you, you just, well, first of all, there's eyes on you. Well, it's a gay song. It's, yeah. Okay. You know, so you're trying to block that out. And then you're up against but the maybe- elements of the heat. Yeah, heater's definitely an erection destroyer. Right. Really? Yeah. If it's too hot, you can't yeah. get it hard? Well, just say, have you ever had successful sex in a hot tub? Yes. With help? No. No. Help? How yeah. old were you? I was 30, but I only had my feet in. Oh. I fucked a lot of jacuzzi jet holes, man. Yeah, oh, man. Jacuzzi jet holes. The rest of me was out of the, out there of the jacuzzi. There you go. Well, I, yeah, thought, I would think that sex would be unsuccessful in a hot tub more because of the woman and it washes away it just like makes it uncomfortable but the heat makes it difficult to get erect well the, the uh, heat relaxes your testicles so there's no when you yeah makes sense yeah so that's what you ran into in the bathhouse tom yeah that's why i got stuck there till like 145 just, just trying. Just, trying. Trying. just trying yeah come <laughs> out i just like your effort bro. yeah take you, a deep breath and why didn't you do it in the shower when you were trying to Wash the dirty puss off. I was literally convinced by my gay friend that busting a nut was like the best feeling ever once you got there. And then I just started running this jerk marathon and I was just like, I'm not leaving. Were there here. other guys jerking off in the yeah, sauna I was ask, too? Did anybody join you? Um, like two guys watched me. They were in and out though. They were but watching didn't you, you think it was like a practical joke where he knew you weren't going to be oh, able I to eventually, bust a nut? I eventually. You're like, hey, we gonna have that. he probably went on Twitter. Hey, Tom is going down to try to bust a nut in the sauna. He's he going to be there for like he eight hours. He wanted to come to my house, but I said, no, you can't wash off your dirty puss in my place. Right. Go jump in the Pacific Ocean. But still, dumbass is over. chafing yourself. So I want to back a little rewind to the dirty puss. Because you sure. started that story without yeah. really getting... Yeah, this stinky bitch smelled like a microwave can of tuna. <laughs> had fallen on my lap. And I was not going to go home to a crazy bitch um, stinking like, you know, dirty woman. Wait, wait, wait. You didn't do the you... finger swipe? I did, but I was uh, once you're in, you're in. Dude, there's oh, a test man. kit for that you can get for yeah. Amazon. But there could be something else going on. If the swatch turns purple... You know, oh, it's, it's, it's stinky. So you went for it. You were you were a condom? She lived in the Ew. Pacific Palisades, and she had um, rode her bike all the way to Santa Monica. So it was like a, literally like a, a sweaty bike seat. Post. Yeah, but it shouldn't. It shouldn't yeah. smell that bad for after a bike ride. Well, if she made five, six stops on the way. Yeah. Oh. I, well, I thought that it was because she was in her 50s. What would that have to do with it? I don't know. Hi, Prince. I, I never fucked a 50-year-old. Look, you just decided to join a stinky <laughs> puss. <laughs> Speaking of the devil. He's saying hi. Oh, he, this is the first time he's actually joined us on the, on the podcast bed. So I guess the, the smelly pussy <laughs> <laughs> brought the cat out. Said tuna, and here he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's so awesome. This cat is like... No, he's speaking the fish boots. Oh, yeah. Your boots are, are made of fish. That could be it. Oh, he likes he you, Michael. He likes the fish boots. He li- hey, you've made a friend. Yeah. Wow. I really think he likes the fish boots. I do, too. I, can you blame him? Oh, <laughs> this is the best visit ever. Wow, totally lost my train of thought. We were talking about bathhouses and jerking off, but I don't know how we ended up there. Oh, I guess about 
it's finding the future, your it's because the we need to be more places for men. As a straight man who's jerked off in a public place, it's actually liberating to have your dick out and just jacking off just out, you know, and, and about. And not in like your bathroom or on your ex-girlfriend's couch while she's trying to sleep because she's a teacher. You know, you just go there and you jerk <laughs> off. It for, and these gay guys, they're ahead of us. They're fucking years ahead of us. They've been doing this for a long time. You girls, get your freaking clams out and hang out by a, saw, a spa and jerk off. I, I mean... I Public sex is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, provided you don't end on a sex offender website. Well, yeah, you True. don't have sex yeah. near a school. <laughs> no, just in public, period. You could end up on oh, a sex offender in, website. Really? Yeah, oh, because you you've get had sex in public? If you, if you have sex in public, yeah. If you get arrested? You get arrested. Oh. Uh, it's, it, actually, you can do it just by getting a citation. The, uh, oh, because you used to work. You were a law PC enforcement 314. officer. Have you ever busted anyone having what's public sex? What's the code? PC one thirteen. PC one thirteen. Call it wagon. Uh, any it, like if you go to piss in public or you know you you pull it out, that it's PC three fourteen. You can end up on as a sex offender. Yeah, yeah mooning someone, you can become a sex offender. That's a, a tough one because it, it, unless uh, you, you can prove that there was a, a visual of the genitalia. It's, well, I had my yeah. asshole spread. And oh yeah, that, a boiled hot dog that, coming out of yeah, it. So they, they, that could definitely it's happen. <laughs> that could definitely happen. So wait, did you ever bust anybody for public indecency? I did. I did. Oh, yeah. that's so uncool. Yeah, it was. It was pretty was, bad. But what um, were they doing? Well, it was multiple times. But the same uh, person. The the one that really got me is it was a, a high traffic area where people would go up and they'd view the city, and um, it was actually a lesbian couple. And as I approach the car, I always give them plenty of notice. I make lots of noise. I clear my throat. I turn the flashlight on and off. I flash it in the car. And then I go over and I tapped on the thing. And uh, this girl comes up and she's like, I am almost got her there. And she just dove right back in and, and started going for it. <laughs> what? Now, they're both stark ass naked. And people have been walking by and people called and said, hey, there's a couple having sex. Can you please come up here? And it's at the, the entrance to this real ritzy part of the town uh, and uh, they they complain and if you don't do something you're going to get a complaint i mean that's just kind of one of those deals so i had to arrest them for you know were they agency. lipstick they were lipstick oh what a shame yeah it was a shame have you seen the movie bad lieutenant i have not oh man he pulls his dick out right on the side of the car and just fucking starts jerking off I would have pulled a bad lieutenant right there. Sorry, I would have handed him my badge right there on top of the car. I would have just fucking put the gun down and just started beating it. <laughs> Become yeah. part You're a good of the man. crime. No, there's Great there's man. plenty of, I mean, the whole, hey, is there anything I can do to get out of this ticket? Like, yeah, no. So does that make them sex offenders? Do they go on the list? It, it all depends on how the DA processes the case. Oh, Sometimes they can knock it down. Sometimes they just get fined. Sometimes it's just they... they the ones that end up on the site, they want to prove intent, that they intended to do this in a malicious way. My lesbian friend went down a McDonald's playpen slide in a skirt and flashed her three-pound clit to some Boy Scouts. Three pounds? It's a three-pound clit. Yeah, it popped what? out and flopped out. That's and like a penis, isn't it? Well, yeah, I was going to say a three-inch clit is a penis. Enough to confuse some Boy Scouts. Enough to confuse some Boy Scouts in the ball pen. And uh, she lost her job. Long Beach Unified School District fired her. Did she and, realize she'd done it? Um, I don't think... Uh, well, see, accidental exposure like that, I, I, I would have a tough time. Any DA would have a tough time. But with the, uh, the morality clause in some of these teachers' contracts now, that just... Oh. 
and the, the, the district didn't like her anyway. She had a, a giant El, um, Rod Stewart tattoo on her neck. And she just and three, she didn't look good in court. And a three-pound clit. And a three-pound clit that was just wow. bulging through her court attire. Oh, yeah. It w- w- wasn't really suitable either. <laughs> Enlightening. See, had you not met me randomly on the airplane, you wouldn't right. be sitting here right now yeah. learning about three-pound clits. I'd... And, and defending how you were a great cop, seriously. Well, did you do anything bad? As a police officer? You know what? And, and I'm retired, so I, it's not like I would say no, not anything I could think of, man. Bust into a dirty massage parlor and just be like, I'm going to let this one go, guys. I'll no, see you later. You know, I, uh, yeah, we, we never... <laughs> I've had plenty of friends that have the awkward stories like that where they go in and the girl is so fast of getting their mouth or their hand on something that the guy was like, you know, he's there to bust them for that, but they move so fast that, bam, that his dick is in her hand. And, like, he goes, what do I do, you know? Oh, you're under arrest, but my dick is in your hand. And, like, it, it's, it's awkward like that. Never had any Wait, awkward anything like that. Wait, is this an undercover like officer? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the. Uh, yeah, that, I would be the did, best. So, do you arrest them before or after they're done? Well, that's that was the whole thing. Is like, did you finish? That's the worst it, job ever. I mean, yeah, seriously, like, yeah. if you've gotten into law enforcement, and then your job is to bust people for like yeah. con- adults who participate in consensual right. sex. That's Kiwi just, Herman, he was so innocent, and they had this sting up against him. God damn it! <laughs> How did well, I think you know what if. It, the funny thing is, is even with the, the political agendas that are going on today, and this has always been a, a fun thing to think about. So now that they've legalized marijuana, um, which was, oh, has always been illegal. You know, marijuana was illegal from the, the get-go. It wasn't one of those things where it was illegal, illegal. Uh, even prohibition, when they did prohibition, and they go, oh, alcohol is illegal. Prostitution is the oldest working profession right. ever. And with the, uh, it, it was funny because when we were talking, the porn industry earlier, when everybody can get tested, and uh, I figured that California would already have uh, went, okayed, went and okayed prostitution because they'd want to tax it. Mm-hmm. Because they fucking tax everything else in this state. Mm-hmm. Why not tax that? I'm surprised that they haven't said, and I mean, Stormy Daniels got a key to the, the city of West Hollywood. So really? It's, you didn't know that? No. They gave her a key to West Hollywood. Before, because she banged Donald Trump? Because she, she was so brave to come out and talk about uh, the whole thing. That they go, oh, you're so brave. She was a porn star that took money for sex. I don't see where the bravery comes into play. Because she went public with it? But she went public. Well, but then she, she went, took money she for went public on an NDA. There was an NDA involved. Yeah. She went public on an NDA, which is she broke an agreement, yeah. however you want to look at it. And uh, she got paid. So I'm still wondering who ends up being the bad guy on that. So you're saying you want the key back. <laughs> I don't. I, you know what? You don't know where the key is. She been. can keep the key. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that you know that with stuff like that going on, that there has to be some agenda. Somebody needs to push the agenda to make it okay for everybody to do whatever they want. Aww. And if California wants to tax the shit out of it, so be it. Let them do it. Presidents. But it's funny how they they pick what they want to be moralistically uh, accountable for and ethically accountable for when it suits them. Right. And that's that's the part that gets me. Either this is the way you think or not. You know, it's like flip-flopping when Hillary flip-flopped on the LGBT thing uh, or anybody flips on that. Either you you understand it, you get it, um, or you don't. 
you know, I have a, a sister that's that's gay. I have a brother that's gay. I have a niece that's gay, and I, I don't love them any less. And I choose to be that guy. I don't choose to to throw a fight into something that's really not my business. Right. You know. So it's well, just funny right how everybody. Of it. Oh, yeah, Why not you make could, money. You could totally make and and talk about. I mean, for crying out loud, could you imagine that if if it was properly taxed? How much money, because there's a bunch of horny dudes out here. And there's <laughs> everywhere. A bunch, I mean, everywhere. I mean, if guys are driving all the way to Nevada to do their thing up there, if they could do it at home, just like these Indian casinos, once you started being able to gamble here, Vegas took a hit. Yeah. So once you can, you know, buy pussy in California, why go to Nevada? Yeah. I think we'll have enough to, uh, enough uh, pussy tax money to have free health care. I think so. So, you know. That would be a great health care initiative. That would be reusable resource. The vagina. You could you could certainly. You just walk down the street, and when you see a prostitute, you'd be like, "Hey, thanks for the new hip, baby." That's it. But you'd be also reducing the spread of disease by legalizing prostitution. I mean, it's just it's everybody can be checked and yeah, it can be regulated. It can be disease regulated. In Amsterdam, it's awesome. I mean, and and these women are in business for themselves as opposed to in business for shady people who keep them on drugs. And yeah, so I'm I'm all Every for woman. it. You could, you could rent your I, I, room and do your thing yeah. and make your money. It's taxed, and you don't have to worry about doing it in a seedy place. You, the the guys get their IDs checked when they go in as a safety precaution. If you're going to pay for sex, you know what? Own it. There's Here's secu- my ID. There's security guys there checking yeah, all the exactly. jobs coming in. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You got your app. You can you pull up your app. There it is. And the girl that you actually see in the app is the girl that you see. Just Unlike like, Vegas when we were talking earlier. Just like a I love driver. messing with those guys too, man. I they they those guys flip the little card flippers like fat, fat, fat. And he like you grab it and go, Do you have a Christine? Because I'm missing a Christine for my collection, you know? And that <laughs> shuts them up. They're like, Okay, what? I don't Okay. Like, just take the card and leave me yeah, alone. Come on, man. I'm just doing my yub. <laughs> oh, Send man. her back. Hilarious! Oh man! Oh, Michael, it's so much fun. I'm so glad we got to catch up. It's absolutely like it's really, really cool. It's going to be, I think, a better year for both of us. Yeah, I mean, it's been crazy from where I met you even to right now. It's just been a roller coaster ride. But I'm really, I'm really blessed. I'm blessed with great people in my life and really nice friends. And and I'm, it's yeah. As are you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. And, got and a lucky, you have a lucky, whatever it is. What is it? Like a cloud over you? Oh, lucky. man. Cloud I, isn't considered a good thing. What is it? Like, lucky energy? Yeah. Aura. Aura. Aura, yeah. Yeah. Because like, like you said, so. you're a good person. I try so. to be. I really try to wake up to be a better person than I was yesterday. So, you know, you, you have that decision. You can either flip the light switch up or flip it down. So just choose to keep flipping it up. Well, thank you for doing that. You're yeah. awesome. Where where can people find you? And uh, they can find me at michaelaustinlive.com, uh, dot com, and uh, all my Twitter accounts, Facebook accounts, all Michael Austin Live. Actually, it kind of goes down from Facebook. It's Michael Austin Live uh, to Instagram. It's uh, or Michael uh, the Michael Austin Live on Facebook. Michael Austin Live on Instagram and Mike Austin Live on Twitter because you can only have so many. Uh, but MichaelAustinLive.com is uh, has tour dates and and all the information and all that stuff. Awesome! And so, you're touring a lot now. Touring a lot. I don't have a weekend off 
till the third week of December. So wow. yeah, we're, we're gonna be on the road and, and working with a lot of great people. This record's been a blessing to make. Uh, work with some bona fide rock stars, which is awesome. And it's just, it's real fun. I'm so Having happy for you. Thank you That's so much. That's so good. Guys, go see Michael Austin. Uncle Tio's. You can find me at a men's bathhouse. Right. Um, going for the ultimate. Gloryhole.com. <laughs> no, it's um, going to be trying to break my own personal record and jerk off in the sauna and the steam room um, this Friday night. So, guys, come and on. In less than two house. hours. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. I might be there all night. Cup your balls. I might be there all night. We'll see. My fans might stick around. They have too. That, a, there'll be um, a bunch of gay guys out there taking bets to see how long he goes before <laughs> he draws blood on his own my penis. My dick will be redder than an Indian's by the end. <laughs> that is so funny. Do you have you? What is it called? The cryo thing that where it's freezing cold. Yeah, That's I got hard before a, I did it. You did it? I just was like excited to be naked in public. It's kind of my thing. So you got hard before you went in the cold room? Don't you get hard before tanning beds? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, don't you get excited in a tanning bed? I've yeah, never, I don't want to burn never, the I've, I've never, never gotten no, in a tanning bad. bed. I've never, I've gotten in the tanning spray tan thing. Well, maybe you need to be a little more progressive. And I don't want to get a fake tan. I, I hide from the sun. No, I'm. Just, I was gonna say you're pretty alabaster. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I tan. I, I, I get. I don't burn usually. I'm, I'm pretty good at getting a tan, but I'm, mm. I'm a vampire. So when um, I go so into I a tan shop and they stop me, they be like, "What are you doing here?" I'm be like, "I'm going inside to burn the tip, baby." I <laughs> just want to burn the tip. Tom just said, the tip, just to see how it feels. <laughs> Tom said this is the best place to fucking jack off. <laughs> to jack off at the tanning bed. To beat bed. your meat to tanning bed. So I, as you see, I don't need a <laughs> but I bring in lots of meat. So give me my 20 minutes. Here's your t here's your money. Tom, <laughs> if you could just fly private, you are the definition of success. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. It's true. Kimbo? So. Uh, you can you can man, you can find me at the annual lobby picnic for legalizing prostitution <laughs> down yes. there at uh, Appleton, Wisconsin. And uh, <laughs> when I'm not there helping those guys trying to legalize prostitution, you can find me uh, podbrother.com, uh, stickwiththepodbrother.com, and on Instagram skis, you can find me at podbrother. Wow. Guys, this has been an absolute delight. What a great, yeah, great time. Good I stuff. love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. Lana Turner, L-A-H-N-A-T-U-R-N-E-R. If you're not following me, start following. Tell 10 people about the podcast and come back and listen next week. I promise we'll bring you tons of great content. Mwah. Love you. Thank you.